0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Beebs. I'm joined by my co-host, Chen. We're daylight this week. I was on the road traveling. Spent the weekend in Buffalo, New York, at the Bills Cowboys game. Phenomenal, uh, you know, event. Great to be there. Good, good win for the home team. Put my money where my mouth is. If you've been listening the last few weeks, but before we get into Bills Cowboys, before we get into all of that, anything, I would ask Chen how he's doing today. But I know he's doing well because of the news of Brandon Staley. Finally getting fired (laughs) from this Los Angeles Chargers. Chen, your immediate Hmm. reaction to this overdue uh, transaction?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely doing better than Brandon Staley right now. It's pretty uh, irredeemable when you're a defensive coach and you get 63 points hung on your team in prime time. Not only that, it was from the Raiders who have an interim coach, which we on this podcast know the interim head coach cheese, but with an interim head coach and a fourth-round rookie quarterback dicing you up for 63 points, uh, that's he should have gone, and gone at halftime, to, to be fair. I, I, I was surprised that uh, it even went. It was like 10 or 11 in the morning the next day. I thought immediately after the game, I, I mean, it was just coaching malpractice. It's like the best way to put it. Uh, but, yeah, for the Chargers' sake, as bad as that was and is, I mean, eye-peeling that was, you now have the interim head coach, cheese for the rest of the year. And it can't get any worse. Like, you hit rock bottom. We saw it happen when the Broncos hit that rock bottom of 70 points. They went on like a five-game win streak. So you build some momentum, see what Easton Sticks got, and hope next year is back to you know nine and eight again instead of uh well eight and nine. I'm assuming they're gonna win a bunch of meaningless games because that's what the Chargers are gonna do. I mean, it's just classic Chargers fashion.
0: Yeah, man, I think that this is three for three now on us calling out coaches. I believe it was Brandon Staley. I had Matt Rule like almost to the hour it felt like. Yeah. I literally on the week that week's podcast I said I wouldn't be shocked if the Panthers lose Matt Rule gets fired and then he got fired. Who is the other one? We got another one right. Oh, King it was Cliff, and McDaniel's. Kings. Yeah. And McDaniel's. We're 4 for 4. Um I'll take softell. Yeah. I have I have in the past called for Zach Taylor's position, not as strongly as Brandon Staley ever um I'll yeah think, i'll take soft l there still have my reservations but they definitely are good he, they definitely are showing that they can win without joe burrow so um true. outside of that man like uh, running the like i think, feel like staley and kingsbury especially for us we're like how how does this man have a job right he's you 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 use the phrase like what did you say? You said like fireable offenses or like coaching, coaching malpractice.
1: malpractice. Coaching
0: like, malpractice. We've been calling out Brandon Staley for that exact thing for over a year now. Yeah, I still circle back goals. to that game that they won last year against the Browns when he just decided to give them a free forty-five-yard field goal to win the game. I yeah. mean, it was just it was just coaching malpractice and and most, <laughs> most mismanagement of the clock. Fourth down situations, just horrible. And the Chargers, man, like, for for Justin Herbert's sake, uh, I, I would really love for them to get somebody good in there. Um, I think it's funny how fast the media has switched up, specifically on Justin Herbert. Uh, shout out to Emmanuel Ochoa for one of the most hypocritical flips I think I've ever seen. <laughs> somebody on Twitter posted a graphic of him from, like, it was dated in like September, or October. And the headline said something like, Justin Herbert has all these weapons and still can't win. And then it was from this week after they got fired, and it was a manual show. And it was like, Is the Chargers head coaching job really that great? Aging weapons, a decent like uh, yeah, it was wow. like aging weapons, injury prone receivers, and secondary. And it was just like, Are you kidding me? Especially with him and his Herbert takes. It was like.
1: yeah you're
0: that guy like i've learned to just tune him out like he's the king of freaking clickbait, bro and i respect the hustle but um it, it wasn't just him it was definitely like complete media switch up on like oh you know maybe you know justin herbert isn't the problem it was brandon staley all along and that's what we've been saying forever i said this to jake a couple weeks ago i was like yeah i'm putting what did I say? I said I'm putting Kenny Pickett in the Justin Herbert category, meaning I will not evaluate their talent until their coach is fired. <laughs> yeah, uh, referring to Matt Canada, who we also called for, but that I'm not going to run a victory lap on that. The whole world was calling for that, so uh, that's
1: true. That's true.
0: Speaking of guys on the hot seat, we we can kind of move on from the Chargers. You know, no need to kick a dead horse. Fair, very fair. Sorry, Brandon. I know you have a most likely have a family, but. Uh, <laughs> uh Packers. Packers Bucks. Packers were the number one team, number one headline. They beat the Chiefs in Sunday night football. They moved to six and six. And all of a sudden, they're six and eight. They've lost two straight to what most would deem inferior opponents. Uh last week we sat here and said, young team, yada yada yada. Like, you know, this is what you can expect. Very true. Um, however, when you start to peel back the numbers, you find things like Baker Mayfield is the first quarterback in the history of a visiting quarterback in the history of Lambeau field to have a perfect passer rating. Um, We all know who Baker Mayfield is playing decent this year. You look at his numbers of the last few weeks, he has not had a hundred or over 200 passing yards. Like in the last six weeks, he threw for 360 against the Packers Uh, guys like Tommy DeVito dicing up the Packers defense. Uh, a lot of chatter on Packer's Twitter about what might be the next firing in the NFL um your thoughts on Joe Barry's job security and what you think the Packers should do
1: this can go back to I've honest to God the start of this podcast I've hated Joe Perry I've always said he's a problem if you look at our defense like we have a stud at all three levels like we got Kenny Clark in the interior we got Rashawn Gary as an edge rusher we got Devondre Campbell back and we still got diced up in the middle of the field Jair Alexander has been one of the top corners like there is no lack of talent and especially when you factor in Van Ness got drafted this year Wyatt last year like it's not like he hasn't had pieces to work with the dude just rolls out, like, the exact same basic bland coverages all the time. I can't tell you how many times they hit the middle of the field. Like, just go watch the highlights. of the Baker's literally just like, oh, yeah, I don't even have to run around. It, it's just right there every single time. And I just, as a fan watching, it's so frustrating because I literally think anybody else could have done the job better. You would have just gotten a different look. I think teams are literally licking their chops when they get to Joe Bear. I mean, Tommy DeVito should have been a warning sign, but Baker Mayfield putting up Oklahoma Sooner stats, like, that was ridiculous. That, to me, again, is part of this, like, coaching malpractice where, like, it is a fireball offense. When you're a defense coordinator and you cannot do your job for even, like, a series of a football game, You need to go. You're not good at your job. And he's shown signs of this for years. So I just, I never understood how he got the job in the first place. He had a terrible defense when he was with Detroit, but here we are, man. And he's going to be next on the hit list. But I always like in the back of my mind, like, why, like, why is LaFleur not pulled the trigger? I don't care how good friends you are. Like, it's going to cost him his job eventually. Fans are going to start yeah. burning on the floor. No, it's already happened.
0: Is... If you've been on Twitter this week, it's already happened. Uh, yeah. This is the first time as a Packers fan that I've ever felt like there was even remotely close to like a fireable offense or co- any instance of coaching malpractice from from Matt LaFleur, where yeah. the answer is obvious. You got Devondre Campbell sounding off on freaking Twitter today. Uh, oh, you good. got just complaining, and it's like, dude, the, the, you're losing the locker room. Fire the guy, I don't care how good of friends you are. Like, you're first off, you lose the locker room, you're it's a young team that's a problem. Number two, uh, it, it, you're losing the fan base, and when you lose the fan base's support as a head coach, uh, it, it's Green Bay has a better patience than most organizations, but uh, it's yeah. never good. And he's had a good enough tenure where it's like I still see no reason to fire him, especially when you encounter the fact like, oh, if you panic, panic, fire Matt LaFleur right now, who are you going to get that's an upgrade realistically? Because it's not going to be Bill Belichick. Come on like and i don't want bill back
1: right, i don't yeah. want him sure, a we great story. let's hire
0: him as a defensive coordinator but i don't want a 70 year old coach who's going to retire in four or five years right like right. over matt lafleur who's this young innovative offensive mind who's already here and the offense by the way is clicking every week they had an offing game it against is. the giants sure, sure. And it's not like the it's not like the defense has been horrible all week they played a phenomenal game against the all year i mean Phenomenal game against the Chiefs. They've had a couple great stretches. But there's just recurring themes of like, okay, they're in a two-minute warning. Let's just play 10 yards off when they have like three timeouts and not press, not send pressure, do anything. Tommy DeVito dices you up in three plays. And he looks like Rodgers. Like that's literally – it was like vintage Aaron Rodgers from DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> Of like, yeah. two. Oh, oh, they're celebrating with 101 left on the clock. That old meme, remember that? That's that's what, you know, it got flipped on our heads. But I, yeah, reversed. To answer, your, to answer the question you posed when it comes to like, I don't know why he's not fired yet. Here's what I can think of. There's nobody else on the staff currently who can step into that role and finish the season while they're still in the middle of a playoff push. Does that make sense? If it was like week seven and this was horrible, it's like, okay, sure. I'm just guessing that there's no other decent play caller in the building that is would, would Matt LaFleur sees as a better option uh, than, than Joe Barry for the next four to six weeks, depending on how far that's they play. That's
1: where Matt LaFleur is wrong, man. man. <laughs> we have the 31st ranked rush defense, like – it's not like we're in these like we're getting blown out and teams are running the ball down our throat. Like teams can just run on us whenever they want to. Even that Chiefs game, Pacheco was keeping them around. Like
0: I just don't. I, 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 I like from a logistical standpoint. uh I don't. I I think I would have fired him after this game. I'd have given probably the exact timeline is like okay. Uh, they've struggled all year. They're 31st against the run or whatever you said. Uh, yeah. Okay, the offense didn't play great against the Giants. The offense can take the blame for this loss. Poor final drive, but it is what it is, right? And you come out against the Bucks, and their offense has been sputtering for a couple weeks, and they just light you up. And then that's yeah, where the, that's where to me, yeah, that's where to me it's like, okay, dude, you're costing us our season. Because that's back to back weeks where we were six and six. Now we're six and eight. The Packers still have what? Like I think it's a 95% chance to make the playoffs if they win out, but if they lose again, it's it's over, basically. Mm-hmm. Um I I it's week 15. You have three weeks left for the regular season, and then a playoff, you know, playoff run. I can somewhat understand saying we're gonna wait until the season's over to fire them. I can understand that. If it's week 10, no, I don't understand it. Week 15, especially when the preseason expectations were not to make the playoffs, right? Like, yeah. uh, I go back to what we said in August. Like, all I care about this year is if, if we find out Jordan loves the guy and maybe develop a couple, like, we need to figure out our receiving core and have somebody step up. We've had multiple receivers step up as playmakers, and it wasn't Romeo Dobbs or Christian Watson. It was Jaden Reed and Dontavian Wicks yeah uh, musgrave and Kraft have looked great i think we got mm-hmm. questions at running back Van Ness was a hit i'm just gonna say it gutekus has been cooking okay
1: yeah I, i'm just no, gonna yeah. say it.
0: anybody if you ever see anybody on twitter calling for that man's job know that they are a fraud and a fake packer fan because i don't know what more you can ask from a guy who staked his freaking legacy on a quarterback hits it Oh, and by the way, we're getting you elite pass rushing. We're stacking receiving core of guys under the age of, like, what, 23? With, like, fourth and fifth round picks who are good. I mean, it's just, oh, man, it's been phenomenal. Re-shining, restructuring Rashawn Gary, all this stuff, right? Just phenomenal, masterclass GM performance over the last 24 months for, for Good to Goose, right? Um, Definitely, yeah. The Packers, I don't have much more to say. They're, they're a defense away. Um, and you know, I've seen the memes, right? Like Aaron Rodgers, you know, first time, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's, Classic. uh, I'm excited, you know, if Belichick's actually on the market as a defensive coordinator, uh, that that's would be, interesting. That would be very interesting. That's something I'm open to personally think if he's leaving new England, he's going to be the head coach of the chargers, but that's just me. Um, yeah, would be a good place to go. But do you have anything more to add on why Joe Barry is, is on the hit list?
1: No, he's been on my hit list. I mean, i, I totally not hear your point of like it's it's this point in the season. It doesn't I guess really make sense to fire him per se. But my gripe is like, why did he have a job going into the season? like oh yeah, no, dude, goals. this is we, we did... had so much of this last year. like it, the Lions specifically, I remember we lost both games really from just him getting out coached. like it's just. I'm sick of it as a Packer fan. I, I think
0: that, that I honestly figure. think that the the Packers – I saw somebody talk about this. Like, the Packers need to – they do such a good job of evaluating head coaches and evaluating quarterbacks and investing into those positions. I really feel like defensive coordinators somewhere they've struggled consistently over the last 20 – 10 to 20 I can't years.
1: name a good one we've had, personally. No, I never yeah, liked Dom Capers. Mike never
0: Patton liked – exactly. And it's one of those things where you look at – Okay, why was that you go back, you look at why was this guy hired, that sort of thing. And a lot of it's just like, oh, he's got connections to this system. He's been around a little, right. little while. You like, know? Well, well, well it, yeah, which is a lot of the NFL, yes, but it's also like, well, maybe we need to reevaluate what we're looking for in a defensive coordinator because uh it, it's not working. This is not I mean, how many Super Bowls did we lose at the expense of having a bottom 15 defense, a bottom 12 defense, uh, while having a top three offense? It's a great right. you'll never know the answer. But you go to five NFC championship games, three of them, you gave up like 900 yards of offense each. swear to God. <laughs> like, yeah. Like no, you would go down the line of defensive coordinators who lost us NFC championships, uh, the Falcons, the 49ers, and Mr. Kevin King himself, uh, you know, playing in press man at Mer- yeah, Hail Mary, whatever the heck that coverage was. I don't
1: Joe know. Barry made the call, man.
0: Uh, I think that was Pettine and the Bucks.
1: Oh yeah, it could have been Patton. Yeah, it's
0: or Patton. Yeah. Patton, however you say his name. But regardless, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll add this. I think, I think the Buccaneers found their
1: guy.
0: Uh,
1: I, sure. Yeah. I mean i I would like to say so. I just think there's something in the NFL right now that is like really against his archetype of like not really being fast, not like a. Not a big numbers guy. Like he's just Brock Purdy, but without the flash of the 49ers around him. So I think from like a con, like what, as a GM, what would you offer as a contract for Baker Mayfield right now? Like you see, the problem is
0: Daniel Jones right now is I think he's going to reset the the quarterback market a little right. bit. Where oh, teams, yeah. teams are going to be like, well, we can't, we don't want to pay you this much because of this guy. And a quarterback and his agent are going to be like, well, understanding <laughs> like yeah like, you, like, you know what, you what i'm do, saying like what do i what, mean, do, it's, I, what it's... do i say? if i'm not jalen hurts or patrick mahomes or or joe burrow right? Joe Burrow, he goes to the Bengals. He's like, dude, I took you guys to the Super Bowl for the first time since Boomer and You guys were nobodies before I showed up. We've got two AFC championships in the Super Bowl. Pay me whatever the frick I ask for. And the Bengals were like, yes, please, like, to stay. Yeah, so they, they don't have a choice. They, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they should do that. I have no problem with Joe Burrow becoming the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL because the market's <laughs> always changing. But it's guys like Daniel Jones. I think Dak Prescott's actually turning out to be a decent deal for the Cowboys. He's playing really well. Yeah. Too um it, but G, you know Gino those kind of guys like I think we're gonna see a little bit of a reset if I'm a GM anywhere from for Baker anywhere from 20 to 30 a year I think is like you want me the
1: Gino day? deal would be fair like a three-year 90 million like yeah you yeah. know for Baker Mayfield I think going into that season like especially Colin Coward would be laughing and say yeah right but he's definitely rebuilt his value. I mean, he's winning. He's winning
0: a division. He's going to win the division. Like, where are we? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like yeah, likely, you have to
1: give those flowers. And like he, as much as you can nitpick, you know the he's got great receiver, but it's. I don't, it's care. Point I, I don't care if he has great. Yeah, receivers. right. Like, and I, the, I, the quarterback play we've seen around the league this season, particularly he's he's got to be a day one starter for somebody are, yeah if it's are the not
0: are the Buccaneers gonna have a chance in this draft or free agency to find someone better for week one next year no downful. chance they're no downful. chance unless they're gonna tr- make a dynamic you know Justin Fields trade or something but uh, Tom Brady
1: unretires <laughs> yeah
0: that's not gonna happen so um, yeah I think I like Somewhere between two to three years, 20 to 30 mil is like, yeah, if I'm Baker, I'm like, yeah, this is them committing to me, Uh, maybe some players, a player option on the last year, I don't, you know, something like that, but that's a good question. Honestly, because I, I think Daniel Jones, and we can dive more into that in the offseason, but Daniel Jones
1: he wrecked that. very
0: much hindered. It's funny because he had such a great, like, I was one of the people saying they need, for the exact same reason I'm saying re-sign Baker Mayfield, I was saying they need to re-sign Daniel Jones. Are they going to find someone immediately better? What I was anticipating was an insane regression and then season-ending injuries. Uh, but the guy yeah. took him to the playoffs and won a playoff game on the road last year. Like, we forget how quickly, like, Daniel Jones was playing at a very high level under Brian Dable last year. And for whatever reason this year, injuries, nonsense, he didn't look great. Uh, the It's it's glaringly obvious the Giants roster is not complete. And we're not even supposed to be talking about the Giants right now. But, yeah.
1: Begs, it begs another question before we happen to the next – game here is it possible because we've seen Wentz have a bad year that you know comes to mind of guys that they have a good season and it's bad right you got Daniel Jones Baker Mayfield had a really good I mean they knocked off Pittsburgh and then he has one bad year and he's thrown to the wolves should quarterbacks be given a bad season like a mulligan season because I feel like a lot of teams are turning away and now we're seeing around the, the league. I mean, we had a game last week and 3 0. Like, quarterback play has been bad this year, and there's turning all these unknown guys when sometimes it's right in front of you, like Joe Flacco. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but there's all no these doubt. veteran guys. Uh, I don't know. I'm curious in your thoughts on that, though.
0: No doubt. We've kind of circled on this. We said this last week, like the NFL. So every week we watch, since we had that first discussion, the more it's clearly obvious to me, the NFL does not allow nearly enough player development for quarterbacks, especially at a time now when there's so many young quarterbacks. What you're seeing is a lot of franchises who had the position penciled in right, for the longest time now have to go somewhere where they weren't doing it for a while. They weren't evaluating quarterbacks and they're realizing like, Oh crap! Like the you know, it's not that easy to replace Drew Brees. It's not that easy to replace. Yeah, you know, I guess the I would say Joe Flacco, uh, Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is a better example because they did actually take Lamar Jackson did pan out. Um right. it, it's that sort of thing where it's like, okay, we had this position solid for a while and did it wrong, uh, and and you see these other franchises, Browns. Texans who may have finally hit, but uh, I think the best example of what I'm looking for in terms of had the position knocked down and now can't get out of the quarterback carousel is the Colts. Right. Yeah. Where they did Andrew Luck really screwed them with an early retirement and they've been in this quarterback carousel and not Carson Wentz had them almost at 10 wins. Let's move on. Let's go get Matt Ryan. Right. He's still good. Completely regresses, then retires. Okay. I forgot Philip Rivers was in there somewhere. Right. It's like, they finally took the, ate the bullet and and invested in Anthony Richardson. And ironically enough, they're actually doing good with Gardner Minshew, but
1: uh, yeah, Gardner kind of Minshew
0: is another example of like, Hey, okay, if we just would have invested time into this guy, here's his potential. Same thing. I, I still think the same thing about Mitch Trubisky. He had a 12 win season, right? He showed yeah. a ton of promise. Why when the bears go like what, seven and nine and then eight and eight in his other two seasons as a starter, do we just, Outcast this guy as a horrible bust. That's not a horrible bust. Jamarcus Russell is a horrible bust. Man, Ryan Leaf is a horrible bust. Mitch Trubisky, yeah, he's not a second overall pick, but he's he's a good starter if he's got a great defense, and you're and that's where you're allocating more of your cap towards to win games, right? And and good weapons around him. It's just to answer your question, like yes, teams are too quick. To move on from quarterbacks, and um, you look at, you know, giving them a mulligan season. Like, would you classify Jordan Love's season this year as a mulligan?
1: I think it's good. I think it's yeah. like he's having like, a good. Say, like,
0: let's say they say they lose out, right? Or when maybe they split the games, go five hundred ish. I think he's phenomenal. But like first he year should be our,
1: I would be shocked if we're not starting so what him do you, next week.
0: What do you pay him? because he's got his fifth year next year, you take it, then what do you pay him after that? Yeah,
1: and then I think we'll probably see, you know, kind of just how, like they'll probably have him play out this season. But after that, man, like it's probably variable, like a $40 million range is might be what you have to give him. If he, if he does what he did this season and the progression I'm expecting, um, he's going to be worth, I think, that big contract money. Personally, he's already having a better year than Daniel Jones has ever had, statistically. And he's doing it, in my opinion, a lot less in the sense that there's not a set group. Like, we're such a young team. And with what's been going on defensively, for Jordan Love to kind of be the main consistent piece for us is not something I was really expecting. Um, But... Yeah, I, I love where he's at. I just It's very interesting you bring up the Jaguars and Gardner Minshew because the Colts and Jags, who do you think is the better team? Like Jags yeah. or Colts?
0: Uh, at their best, the Jaguars. Like, I don't
1: so – What I if
0: it's fair
1: to say that Gardner Minshew could potentially have them with a better record right now? Because you just said the Jags are a better team. And they're tied with Trevor Lawrence with what Gardner Minshew is doing with the Colts. Um, I would be inclined to believe the Jags could be sitting at ten wins
0: right now. I don't. I don't have any way to push that. rebuttal. I, I, yeah. yeah, like I, yeah. I don't. You're basically asking who's been better this year, Trevor Lawrence or Gardner Minshew? And to me, you may think it's a two-game difference. Uh, I go back and forth. Like I, I don't think I think it's a little more nuanced. I, I don't. I'm not of the believer that Trevor Lawrence has been horrible this year. I do. I am disappointed in his lack of taking a massive leap forward. I wouldn't even say taking a leap forward to like top five, top ten. Yeah, like what I expect. Where I expected him to leap after the way he finished last year, uh, and then yeah. adding Calvin Ridley. But also, it's like they were eight and three, and now what? They've lost to like the Ravens. Great. The Ravens is one of those losses, and somebody else.
1: Bengals, get... I think. Bengals. Uh, Bengals
0: was a bad loss, but he got hurt in that game. Um, it, it, they they're very like they're sputtering right now, and I think people are quickly forgetting like if this team turns it on. I I still believe if they get healthy and turn it on. Now I don't know Christian Kirk's timeline. I think he's a bigger loss than people realize, but.
1: Yeah, for the rest of the season is huge. He's out for the year. Like he yeah. could be back for the Super Bowl, is what I heard. But okay, so yeah, he's out, the,
0: he's out for the year. Yeah, that's a yeah. big loss. And I just, I, I still think they're the best team in that division when when healthy. They might not win the division this year because of injuries. But um, I'm not as disappointed in Trevor Lawrence this year as most. It's as well. It sucks, is
1: what I'm that's no, I just. Couldn't use Davis Mills, but Gardner Minshew (laughs) is
0: definitely better ammo to take a shot at
1: T-Law. I just think it's he was always a winner. I mean, the whole thing was like he never lost a game coming into the NFL, and he was his number one pick, and, like, surefire, hands down, no conversation. For him to kind of be sitting in the middle of a pack is, like, it's kind of like Andrew Wiggins-esque, where it's, like, you know, it's it's very good player, but it's not, like,
0: I'll say this though, and I know context is different in football, uh, especially when you're talking about Andrew Wiggins being a small forward and like the third best player on that team. Yes, yeah. but what I'm gonna say is, if Trevor Lawrence wins a championship late in his career or something, like hard to argue that if you draft a quarterback, he wins a Super Bowl, it's not a massive hit at the as the number one overall pick, right? Like it, that's the that's b- fair. You win that's one really Super. Right. You you have one season. You win one Super Bowl, you could miss the playoffs every year. You win that one Super Bowl as a number one pick, man, you're not – you're a great pick. Like, that's – Super Bowls are – people don't realize how hard – Tom Brady broke people's minds when it comes to Super Bowls. He put a basketball scale on something that does not have a basketball scale. Like, <laughs> they like, it, yeah. it, 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 like in terms of great players and number of championships, like, it, it, it's, it's hard to win. Aaron Rodgers having one is the prime example. Peyton Manning basically having one and a half. Prime example, like uh, all that, all that, all all that from the Packers-Bucks conversation. Um, Gotta love it. Move on to continue our Week 15 recap. Um, Let me pull up the script. Uh, All right, talking about hot seats a little bit. Kind of stay on theme here. A guy that we have touted multiple times as actually praising in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, who I've kind of gone 180 on, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Arthur Smith loses to the Panthers. I believe Bijan Robinson and Drake London and Kyle Pitts combined for under 10 touches in this game, which seems to be a a comical thing. Uh, I'll go first on this one. My main issue with Arthur Smith is not like – I won't say is not. I'll say this. My main issue with Arthur Smith – is he publicly bashes on fantasy football, which real football is not fantasy football. And fantasy football, people get mad on the internet because he doesn't give his best players the ball. Well, you know, that's not always the best way to win. Fully agree. Mm -hmm. But I feel like he's gone so far against fantasy football that it genuinely feels like when Tyler Algier out-carries Bijan Robinson by like 20 in a game, he's doing it on purpose. And to me, it's like, what are you doing, dude? You you're so mad at these fantasy football Twitter freaks that you won't give this top five pick the ball. Why? <laughs> like what, yeah. what's going on behind the doors that we don't know about? That he's like your quarterback situation is not good. Why was Bijan Robinson so heavily touted as a great prospect for fantasy football? Because Cordell Patterson produced in this offense an insane clips because you gave him the ball all the time, and he's a younger, faster better cordell patterson who's a rookie yeah. in, a, in a run dominant offense that doesn't have a great quarterback what are we talking about give him the freaking football and they did it at the start of the year that's what's so confusing to me
1: yeah it looked really good initially
0: I, I, I don't know if it's a, a classic case of like you know rookie losing his legs because the nfl season's a little bit longer playing more games i don't know but it's like dude I, I, he's out carrying him like three to one tyler Azier that is it's like what what are we talking about? Uh, and not to mention, like, Drake London's not a rookie. Kyle Pitts is not a rookie. Like, but under you, know, Kyle Pitts has less receiving yards than he did as a rookie combined in the last two seasons. What are we what are we talking about here? It, mm-hmm. it, it's if I'm a Falcons fan, I'm ready to see him go. I think the way he's handled himself in the media is his biggest crime, though. Like that's
1: it like, definitely does not help his image. Um I think that's where I'm starting to have issues is because I feel like the media interviews and what we're kind of seeing him as a person has led me to the conclusion that, all right, I think because he did so well, like we were praising him for what he was doing with Cordero Patterson and Tyler Allegier, like what he was doing before the Bijan. And he didn't really need Kyle Pitts. Like it was kind of the meme, like, oh, I mean, they're winning game, but if they really get Kyle Pitts involved, I think he might just be like, no, I'm as smart as I am. Like, I'm going to do it my way. And that's kind of what the fantasy football comment shot was like, no, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm the head coach. I'm going to do things my way. And that's, I think, becoming very problematic because it's not making any rational sense. Like, I'm sorry, watching the games, they lost to the Panthers, who only put up nine to beat them. Like, I understand. And who, by the way?
0: Literally had like a hundred people in attendance. Yeah, like it was tickets it for forty-five cents, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: like it's it's for good reason because the I mean both teams, especially on that game, were just unwatchable. You you can't you can't tell me like as as a fan of just football that was a fun watch when you got like Bijan Robinson lead blocking for Cordell Patterson. And then Kyle Pitts is out there blocking it up on a pass play It's thrown at Jonu Smith. Like, it's just, he's, like I said, it seems like he's doing it on purpose, but he's going to coach himself out of the job because you just lost to a team that was 1 11.
0: Well, here's the thing <laughs> he, is, what he's, he, is this year two for him? Ah, it's not
1: year two, it's year three.
0: It's like, where's oh. the, here's my thing is, where's the direction of the franchise going? That's kind of where I'm at, where it's like... The
1: trend, yeah. Yeah,
0: okay, so they lose that Super Bowl. Um, they have a great season, whatever. They have the worst Super Bowl loss ever. Uh, and, and yeah, you expect a couple years of sputter. They actually get back to the playoffs the next year. Okay, so let's just fast forward. That team's core is basically completely gone. Matt Ryan's old. He's retired. Okay, so you're go- entering into a rebuild. Arthur Smith's your guy. You acquire a top, a generational talent at tight end in an era where... Uh tight ends are becoming the most valuable offensive weapon you can have. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, guys yeah. where guys where when teams have this uh when teams have this player, their offense is separate from everybody else because of that player. You acquire that talent. You then acquire, a who I don't think is a bust, Drake London in the first round, another offensive weapon who really has yet to get the utilization to break out. Uh, and then you acquire yeah. a generational talent at running back, the highest drafted running back since Saquon Barkley, who, by the way, ran for like 1,200 yards as a rookie. Um, So it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, it, it's not a whack of weapons. Lack of quarterback play? Sure. Uh, Des Remitter missed on that pick, probably, right? P- probably. We've given him... 30
1: yeah.
0: almost 30 games um you know 25 games a starter injuries in and out okay 20-ish games uh it, it's not there he's not showing a lot of promise okay so we are probably gonna have to get that next right the defense has been m- middle tier to above average pretty much the whole time you've been well coached but you're not winning any games and that's the thing where it's like last year it was like oh my gosh they're completely overperforming this roster is horrible now it's like okay, they had a year to improve the roster. They did on paper. We all see they did on paper, especially one of their positions of biggest need. And they're doing worse. The quarterback is, is that, you know, was Marcus Mariota really like that much better than Taylor Heineke and and Desmond Ritter? Like maybe he is, maybe he was. And uh, what once was credit for Arthur Smith carrying Marcus Mariota is kind of like, oh, maybe this guy was just a bum the whole time and Marcus Mariota just was having a career year. Like, I'm He's just the out, ball. man. Like, I'm just out. Like I said, he, he, he it's his persona in the media, too. It, it, that's what drives me nuts is I defended this guy for so long. He goes up there and says, I don't want to talk about fantasy football. I don't know. Uh, you guys are free. And it's just like, dude.
1: It's got to rub players the wrong way, too. I oh, can't yeah. imagine Oh, yeah, room. I can't it's imagine it's like,
0: oh, we're losing games, and this guy's up here complaining about Twitter. Really? Like, re- yeah. really? Oh, you know, it's, it, it, it's just like, I found B. John Robinson. Dude, I'm just like, I might demand a trade, honest to God. Like, screw this. Like, you're <laughs> number, your yeah. top five pick. You're not getting the ball as a running back. Receiver is one thing. You're just not you getting thrown the ball by the quarterback. No, he's literally getting out snapped.
1: Yeah, you can hand it to him. You can do that, Arthur Smith. It's okay.
0: It, it's not like he sucks either. It's not like he goes in there and fumbles. He was no. good at the start of the year. <laughs> coming yeah, out of camp, coming out plays, of training like, wow. camp, coming out of training camp, he was the number one running back. And all of a sudden, it, he's just been benched. Like maybe there's something we're missing. Sometimes you don't know what's in the locker room, but right, it is what it is um giving them
1: enough time honestly i can't even believe we're at this point
0: yeah honestly let's move on we've got jets dolphins we got to kind of pick up the pace we're a little behind but jets dolphins jets all i want to talk about here jets have missed the playoffs for what the
1: 13th 13th 14th year now yeah
0: year in a row last time in the playoffs mark sanchez rex ryan afc championship 2010 wow yeah, man. Um, now, your it was thoughts? Headline today was Rodgers is healthy, going to be good to go for, uh, wants to stay, probably won't play this year, but wants to stay past 2024. Uh, if you're the Jets, what do you, you know, I, I, as a Packers fan, I'll preface with this Glad it's not my problem. But also, if you're the Jets, what do you do?
1: You got to, I think, just roll with them. Maybe. Yeah, you get but the a- man
0: is the man. He, here's my problem is he's, he's seemingly publicly asking for an extension. It seems like I want to play into my forties past, which by the way, he was saying like two years ago for the Packers that he wanted to retire uh, and didn't have anything left to prove. Right. Uh, Sure. Career altering injury. Sure. Whatever. Uh, But we're forgetting this man was what? 37. Last time we saw him missed the playoffs (laughs) with a talented Packers team still had, or they did not have the Adams Evans that year. Missed the playoffs with the Packers. Did not look good the whole year coming off back to back MVPs. Shows up on your team, tears his Achilles. Now he's going to be 39.
1: Yeah. Hasn't,
0: hasn't played good since the age of 36.
1: And oh, this, let's and this,
0: them. Like, they don't like
1: that. No, and I think you kind of have to see how he plays because it's pretty evident, like, immediately in the season when that quarterback drop off hits. You don't. Usually, no. You might see signs like the arms start to give out, but like Big Ben's last year, I remember it was done. It was like, all right, he's got no whip on this. Drew Brees, it's like, yep, that's it. Peyton Manning, especially, they kind of won that Super Bowl in spite of him. Like, there's just, you know, when you see it. And it sucks because it just happens like that. But I believe Peyton Manning was like 39 when it happened. Uh, And especially with Rodgers, with a lot of the off off-platform throws he does use his legs good amount to extend plays and it's not like the Jets had this really good old line that's a big problem with why Zach Wilson's development has been hindered like they've not really had a stable offensive line group so I'm not if I'm a Jets fan I'm gonna be kind of upset if I see like a four to five year extension you go into the season, you throw out another year or two to his deal. It, it may not be as bad, but if you really buy he's going to be your quarterback till 45 like Tom Brady, I wouldn't bank on it personally. That is, Tom Brady is just a different alien breed of human. Um, it, it's going to be – I don't know if we're ever going to see that again.
0: Here's personally. what I'll say. Here's what I'll say is I think it's in the realm of possibility. I did. It could happen. Yes, I just wouldn't bed on it. But coming off an Achilles, I'm not extending you before I see you play a down for. Sorry, before I see you play five downs for me, we'll say. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a
1: series. Least, yeah, yeah like, uh,
0: like if if you had played six games this year, looked great, then tore your Achilles. Okay, you can play quarterback. You can play quarterback with a little limited mobility, evolve your game a little bit, right? You still got your great arm; it's not affected. Uh, okay. Dude, the guy didn't look good the year before, and it was question marks coming into the year if you had won the deal or not because he might not still have it. Then he tears his Achilles, and now he's asking for more mo- And you know Roger's going to ask for MVP money.
1: Yeah. No, it's not going to be cheap. <laughs> it is not going to be cheap. So I,
0: I don't know. Uh, they're
1: they're doing Jets things, man. They they
0: and it's crazy to say this, in this but, s- but management and Sala, in my mind, is is fringe hot seat for the way they've handled this entire season. I mean, just like a complete. Oh my gosh, dude! Like he, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Sala got fired, which is a shame because I think he's the yeah, right guy. I think
1: he's a good coach. I, I don't think, but, it's not, but
0: I think he's a good coach, but I also think he's lost this locker room, which means he's a bad coach because.
1: That's that's yeah. you,
0: you you do things like Ben Zach Wilson and then go come back to him two weeks later. Please start for us. No, screw you. Like, I don't blame Zach for that, right? Like, I don't, yeah. Like, I, 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 Robert Sala, I would fire the GM before Robert Sala for not making the move to go sign somebody else when Rodgers hurt his Achilles, but
1: definitely,
0: uh, definitely like mm, kind of lost the locker room. And then th- how does that carry over to next year when Rodgers is back? because had such a great camp on hard knocks and all this stuff like if I'm Garrett Wilson like okay now we're on year 3 of this crap what if Rogers isn't good like you know you just have it's just a negative vibe where if you bring somebody else in and it is a good fit it could it could be really good it's still um but definitely yeah um all right last game we'll talk about we'll uh, we'll cut off Eagles Seahawks from last night but Bills Cowboys I was there phenomenal atmosphere um of the stadiums I've been to what are the stadiums i been into? Soldier field, Lambeau field, the Vikings, the Browns and the bills, I believe are where I've been. Uh, I think this is my third favorite, obviously biased towards Lambeau. And I think the Vikings have a little edge, great atmosphere there, possibly because it was in a dome and I was being rained on in Buffalo, but, um, <laughs> Buffalo fan base, number one, or number two, man, they were into the game blowout. They freaking ate the Cowboys for good reasons.
1: Man, um, those also, people do, who,
0: yeah. who, who doesn't hate the Cowboys? Um, and the, the the defense played amazing. The offense played phenomenal. I mean, dude, they ran, they gashed them, gashed them in yeah, the run James game Cook with James legacy Cook. Game. James yeah. Cook legacy game. Um, I remember I'm sitting in the stands. I got there about 45 minutes early. Sitting in the stands, scrolling through Fanduel, like, oh, well, I'm here. I gotta, you know, I gotta find something. Yeah. Find the line for James Cook rushing attempts at 10 and a half. I was like, mm. hmm, That's, that seems like a buy over. The man had it in the freaking, like, first drive of the second quarter. He had 11 carries. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> "I was like, let's go. Um, Had him been a playoff game in one of my leagues. It was just everything was clicking for, for James Cook and, and me. Uh Highly, highly recommend. But your thoughts on the game and the Cowboys, maybe the Cowboys side of things, and then we can kind of talk Bill's playoffs again a little bit. We have talked about that a lot.
1: Uh, I thought this game for the Cowboys was going to come – against philly or like a you know an NFC opponent but it was uh one of those just i think just bad games for them they were away being from dallas and their pampered dome and you know i don't think being on the road in buffalo especially a team that they got the running game going right away um the only my only concern for them and with dan quinn and just the team they got i don't think it's a long-term one but If they do have issues stopping the run going forward, I mean, you will not beat the 49ers. You will not beat Philly. You will not beat the Lions. You will not beat really any team in the NFC if you can't stop the run. And uh, I mean, it was almost like 200 yards James Cook was able to put up. It was quite the day. And I'm not taking anything away from James Cook, but uh, I mean, it's not Christian Caffrey. It's not a any elite rushing attack. It's something the Bills have kind of struggled with all year. So,
0: Cowboys but a, right from the now. Bills perspective. You
1: cow- gotta be if happy. I'm
0: a, cow- if I'm a Cowboys fan. I, I, I I'll say this: I very much sympathize right now with where the Cowboys are at as a Packers fan of the last decade. Yeah. Um, if oh well we've, we're good, we're gonna win 13 games. Like this is our year. We got a chance to get to the playoffs. See what happens. And then Raheem Mostert runs for 300 yards against you in the NFC Championship. You know, that's just... Foreshadowing to this year. uh, And, you know, what did I say? I think it was, I said this in the group chat. I think it was like four weeks, four or five weeks ago, we went through the Bills and Cowboys schedules because we knew I was going to this game. And I was like, yeah, that just feels like a Cowboys blowout loss. They'll be due. Like maybe they be, I think I went as far to say that day, and I ended up picking the Eagles to win last week. But I was like, maybe they beat the Eagles the week before, and it's just a complete trap game. Like you know, yeah, um, yeah, and it's just like it's on the road in Buffalo. Buffalo's gonna need the win, that sort of thing. Like I, da, is Buffalo gonna be? Here's a good question: If Buffalo ends up missing the playoffs, are they the best Super Bowl contender to ever miss the playoffs?
1: They've beaten potentially.
0: They've they've barely lost to Philly.
1: Or do they win? I'm trying to think of the 11 and 5 Patriots, how they missed. I know they didn't have Brady, but the team that year was really good, especially defensively. And I don't know if the Bills will get to like an 11 and 6 and miss, but it's got to be up there, man. Like there was some losses on their schedule that didn't there's really make still, sense.
0: There's still a scenario here where they actually pull the division out. They're two games back, but they play Miami in Week 18. So it really yes. comes down to, like, can you get to one game back before that? I think they have the tiebreaker mm-hmm. uh, to take the division. But Miami, with all of their injury issues, um, I just Google Miami and not uh, Miami Dolphins and pictures of the skyline popped up um nice. Miami plays Dallas this week and the Ravens after that. So there's there is definitely a path. Yeah, there's like yeah, there's a first sure, the it's like okay, Miami drops one of those two games and then maybe they're clinched and don't need that week 18 win because for them it's like you know, they're not number 1 seed and I don't know. You know yeah, it is weird it's that's weird. weird. Whereas Bills have Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins, which, by the way, I'm a little nervous about Chargers' interim head coach for the Bills, for, for, for the Bills. That's, I the see, it, that's, that's the, the trap, trap game, man. That's the trap game for no reason. Um, and it's in LA, too, which is just like, but I feel mm-hmm. like the Bills are in a place where it's like they need, they know they need to the win. So the interim head coach might not, like, they're basically in playoff mode. Again, yeah, um,
1: to my knowledge, Josh Allen plays really well in domes. Like, Josh he's just one of players.
0: Dude, the, I don't get why people hate on Josh Allen these days. I can't even lie.
1: Well, I mean, the 95 yards on um, less than 50% passing on Sunday, I could make here's the here's – here's,
0: here's my arg- counter argument to that, man. Like,
1: he didn't need to. <laughs> it's 31 no, to three like it's 31 to paper <laughs> but yeah like, it's, like, it's like oh yeah he, he threw 41.
0: for he, he threw for t- 94 yards and less than 50 percent it's like I was at the game they threw for like the first half of the first quarter and then it was just like was oh, this is working every time we do it why would we stop like I I really like uh, you know it, it Yeah, I I, wish
1: teams would do that more, just stick with the run.
0: But here's what I – how many times have I sat here on this podcast and discussed the Buffalo Bills and said they need to commit to the power run more and not just Josh Allen. They need to run it with James Cook and whoever, and they will be an elite team. They have done that. They lost to the Eagles by three. They beat the Chiefs. They blow out the Cowboys. In my opinion, they're the hottest team in the AFC right now outside of maybe Baltimore. And that is the right freaking time to be that team. It's week 16. They could roll this into the Super Bowl, bro. They just got to get in.
1: Yeah. No, they got to they commit to it. None okay. of like the Josh Allen, just hero ball, having to throw 40 times. If this is the Buffalo team we're going to see, it's a Super Bowl contender. And one that could yes. win it. It, it is. Yes. They got the pieces.
0: For but... years, I've been saying, run the ball. And yeah. I go to a game and then Josh Allen throws for 94 yards. And I walk away like, man, I wanted to see Josh Allen go for <laughs> three <It's, Yeah>. fifty. <laughs> it's like, well, you know what? You know, you get what you ask for. But be yeah. careful what you wish for, as they say. But um, I, I think, you know, Buffalo, they're a serious AFC contender. Serious, especially if they're going to run the ball and play defense like that. Um, and you know what? The thing is, too, is like, when did they start running the ball? And they fired the offensive coordinator.
1: Sometimes takes that a little push, man. Yeah. It's that little. <laughs> All
0: right. Quick, quick question before we dive into buy, sell, hold, and our predictions. A lot of discussion on Twitter. A lot of discussion on talk shows, ESPN, the whole thing. Who is the current MVP? Brock Purdy's the betting favorite. Dak Prescott was. Jalen Hurts was. But let me ask you, if you had to select an MVP right now, three weeks to go, Who's the most valuable player in football?
1: Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Good I answer. think just that's that's got to be you know, like 40-something points for me. You know, that's that's got to be – I'm a little biased uh, in that aspect. But uh, fantasy all season long, he's been the MVP. And when you look at just the, the consistency, like the, it just feels that 49ers can run the ball on anybody, no matter what you try and do to stop Christian McCaffrey. You just can't. Um, and even if you really sell out and maybe contain him, there's just so many other ways they can beat you. And that, I think it's – Brock Purdy is one of those reasons. So Like I see the case, I understand why he's an favorite because it's a quarterback award. But if it doesn't go to McCaffrey this year, then I believe Adrian Peterson will be the last non-QB to win it. And even back then, I mean, he had to put up 2,000 yards to do it. So I wouldn't be shocked if CMC doesn't get it. But I really think he should. Like He is the heart and soul, really, of this team.
0: I think I fully agree, and there's a lot of people that agree with me, uh, that Brock Purdy, number one, is not the best player in the NFL. And if you're going to give it to a 49er, you better give it to Christian McGaffrey. Um, right. Jalen Hurts has taken a step back this year. doesn't look quite as excellent. I thought that Dak, going into the week, actually, I was like, Dak, I, I would be case. okay. Yeah, I was like, Dak, I would be okay with getting – He might have just lost it. He'd have to really respond the next three weeks to like really like make that case rock solid. However, I just feel like there's never. I I, I just don't know if there's another year like this where it's like obvious. Okay, we're not giving it to a quarterback. Like let's you know, this really the year like unless it's Lamar. Lamar's the one guy I would say. Okay, if they win fourteen games and he, you know plays this good without but you look at his numbers it's not as good as 2019 lamar and it's just yeah. like it's just like dude it's mccaffrey or tyreek and now tyreek's dinged up and probably not going to get to 2000 okay it's probably mccaffrey
1: yeah and i, yeah, I can't argue with that it's yeah. one of those things where it's just if it's not this year it just won't be i'm fully convinced because there's not a quarterback stat line you bring up lamar even Dak, as good as his numbers are, like, to close this out, in my mind, he would need, like, multiple – like, two games of, like, 400-yard or, like, four touchdown days to – I don't even know if there's quarterback on pace to get to, like, 40 touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't think there's God. really, like, an MVP-caliber stat line and when McCaffrey is literally sitting right in front of you with that stat line, in my opinion, um, and the dude score – he had like an 18. I know it's extended from last season, but it was like 17, 18 weeks straight of like he cashed that anytime touchdown. Like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> get what's more consistent and valuable than that when yeah. you got a guy that can just go and get you 100 yards and a touchdown every week.
0: Yeah, I uh, I, I really have no counter argument. <laughs> I think it, I, I just don't give it to quarterback. Like, it, it, to me, that just it turns into this pop like, out. It just turns into this like, okay, this actually is a quarterback award now. This is dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah
1: I'll hate it. I'll hate
0: uh, it. You know, and I I, I don't know. Let's, let's just pivot, though. Uh, buy, sell, hold. All right. You are one acquisition away from maxing out your portfolio. I have three to make. Uh, I've got a good one this week. I don't think I've got a second one, but um, I'll give you the floor first. Your thoughts. Your, your your moves.
1: Yeah, so I need to sell now. Um, I just need to cash in on the fact that Desmond Ritter got benched. Um,
0: That's, I will. You purchased that on October 5th. Well, you said you said, well, let's clarify here. You invested in Kyle Pitts assuming Ritter would be benched.
1: Oof. So, yeah, even if – oh, man. See, that's that's an interesting terminology you now. Because I was right on Britter getting benched. But in the sense of Kyle Pitts getting an uptick, kind of have to see how these last three weeks play out. So, I, I honestly, I think I'll just have to hold on to that one then. All for right. the time being, just to see how it plays out. But uh, my play of the day. And this is, I think, really just me because of the, thro- the throw he had on the touchdown to Jane Reed is <laughs> having you lay out a three confidence with some bias in mind. But it's a hill I'm willing to die on. And we've seen it in Favre early in his career. Aaron Rodgers did the same thing and then actually did it later in his career multiple times. Jordan Love will get an MVP in the next two years. Not going to say next Whoa. year, but I could see it if they have a Philly-esque leap. But by 2025, I mean, I know it's going to be conversations. Whoa. I know you have Jordan Love stock, so I had to do uh, something bigger than that. And that is the stake in him getting an MVP award.
0: Yeah, I bought that Love stock. Day one. Day one gold mine, That's, <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's, that it's, is,
0: yeah. and that. And I bought that CJ Stroud stock day two. I should, dude, I should be a quarterback scout. That's like, uh, yeah, Jalen Hart. My record is very high. I don't have a miss yet. Very young in this co- podcasting career, but <laughs> I don't know if I have a miss yet. Um, oh, yeah, I'd have to go back. Yeah, um, or at least something that I, st- I, I there's that you could look at my thing and say, oh, you know, you missed on this. Taylor, I to hear Zach Wilson by, but like you gotta look at the confidence levels and like where what I actually staked myself on. Uh rather than just took a shot in the dark. Um I love it. I I love that so much that I'm gonna tail it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna tweak it a little bit and I'm just gonna say Jordan Love will be an MVP before he retires.
1: Yeah. Give myself a
0: little a little more and then I'll go 2.5 confidence uh instead of three, just to be a little different than the I don't know why, honestly. But um, you know what? I'll go three. I just talked about staking it, and I mean that one. So yeah, I, I mean it. Um, all right, let's see. I don't have much out. I don't have anything to sell this this week. Uh I would like to cash in though, and you can cash in on this as well. Brandon Staley will be fired before opening day of 2024. Oh, that wow. is, that <laughs> is a massive three confidence win for the entire pod. Everybody tailed it. You put three plus confidence on yours. <laughs> I mean, it's just That's like classic. It's a it's a win for the ages for everybody involved. Like I it's just it's just great. Um you I believe this it. is actually the first win of any trade that's been sold in the history glad it was a group effort um we've had some sells for losses no sells for wins yet um but phenomenal absolutely phenomenal um love to see it uh i just lost my train of thought. i should i always, I always forget to write my things down before oh. i start this. A pie? Yeah. yeah and then i get in here and i'm like uh uh i don't know what Blake. to do <laughs> yeah um just I totally had a decent one, and I totally feel. Oh, I remember now. Um, all right, this is this is a little hot take, but <laughs> one we'll go we'll go one point two confidence, one point two five confidence. Okay. not a lot of stake. be hot, but but I'm a little like more than just one. Okay, I'm pretty confident. Like I, I love this Buffalo will win the AFC. So they'll go to the Super Bowl? They will go to
1: the Super Bowl. All right. Can't say I'll tail it. (laughs) I think think the confidence level is respectable. It's, you know, you put some stock in it. Odds of it really just because it's Buffalo. Um, But, you know, we just talked about it. So it evolved, too.
0: Okay, let Let me say that it started with Buffalo will beat Kansas City in the playoffs, and then I was like, "Nah, man, they're they're going to the Super Bowl." <laughs> like, it's,
1: yeah, they're I mean, going they, to Super the Super Bowl. KC, yeah, that, that would definitely get them over their like mental hurdle. Man, I feel like you beat KC; you could beat anybody. I feel
0: like nobody's talking about how they fired since they fired their OC. Their offense has completely shifted their identity, and they've been played like, their three best games of the year against yeah. three of the best teams in football.
1: Tell you man, if you want to run the ball, you gotta fire your OC. If he was a former quarterback, I <laughs> preach that till I die. It is it is packed up by stats, like it's crazy.
0: Um, oh, that, is, that is hilarious. Um, all right, week sixteen picks. We gotta fly through these. We're a little behind schedule, but um, for the record, week fifteen, phenomenal week for the boys. Chen nine and seven. I uh,
1: hate to do the t- Oxen, huge hit. What? But- Seahawks was a huge hit.
0: Seahawks was a massive hit, <laughs> uh, but I was twelve and four with the loss. Jeez. Yeah, I was <laughs> so I'm down. Three games, twelve and four with an overtime loss in Houston or in Tennessee. Wow. Yeah, wow. Uh, and it's funny when you think about it. Like, there's certain things that like really just went my way this week. Like, Bucks Packers. Yeah, like, yeah, you know um bills cowboys like oh i'm going to the game we're picking the bills no matter what right no thought to it uh <laughs> raiders raiders chargers you went first and picked chargers and i was just like all right i'll take the raiders. Oh, oh, oh. like uh and then Colts, Steelers. <laughs> i actually felt like the colts would win that game i'll take the victory lap on that um both missed on the falcons both missed on the giants both missed on the titans then eagles lost and cowboys lost for you but um, mm. Packers lost for you as well. So yeah, on yeah. the year, this is what this. Essentially, I did a little deep dive into our statistics last year and this year. Right. So this year I'm 130 and 87, and you are 116 and 101. I'm running at a 59.91 percent win win percentage. Okay. Last year I was 169 and 115 at a 59.51 win percentage. Okay. Well or point four percent difference. Last year you were 171 114 at a 59.86 win percentage. This year 116-101 at a 53.46 win percentage. Six yes. percent less uh, wins. This year. <laughs> Not trying to rub it in. Just thought it was very interesting, like statistics where it's like you know what is the difference this year? Like I feel like I'm doing exponentially better. Reality is it's pretty marginal. It's kind of the same and it's like oh i feel like i'm doing better because you're actually six percent less which yeah
1: is... i just that bad this year
0: <laughs> and to be fair i mean to get 60
1: percent of picks like when you factor in a lot of week one stuff like that's pretty good like if we're trending that way i'm excited Brian, yeah oh yeah that's i'm excited cool.
0: to see like as the years go on like if somebody puts up like a sixty-five percent win percentage year or something, just sets yeah. the sets the number ridiculously high, like it's 200 or even ridiculously games. low. I think that would be really <laughs> funny if we get a year where it's like at fifty. Yeah, we're, like we're
1: we're we get year, year, We'll look we're, back we're, on the year is like just maybe this is this is the year where like I just have this pit of a season. It's like well. We had Josh Dobbs starting as a backup for two different teams. But there's, you know, two teams go over 60 points. Like, what do you expect? You know, I guess it has been a crazy year for sure. But,
0: is that true? Are you 0-2 on the 60-point-plus games this year? I am. I totally am. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Jeez, you hate to see it, man.
1: You hate to see it. Oh man! All so right, right, Thursday.
0: Thursday night football. Saints at Rams. Uh, I feel like the Rams are kind of rolling low key. Like they're 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 kind,
1: they're of, kind of. Yeah, I'm taking uh, the Rams s- for sure.
0: Saints without Car somehow worse with famous Jameis. Even though they didn't they win this week, I don't even know. I,
1: yeah, they're such a weird team. Yeah, I I just feel like the Rams.
0: Let me pull this up to just verify this. But uh, I I trust
1: Stafford right now, man. There's not a lot around him, but he's he's making it work.
0: Yeah, I mean, their only loss recently is to the Ravens, and they lost in overtime. Right. They lost back to the Packers all the way on November 5th. So, um, Um, all right, Bengals at Steelers. Uh, I'm out on the Steelers without Kenny Pickett. Um, his value has proven to me. It's like he actually helps them. I don't think he's elite by any means, but he's better than <laughs> whoever else. I think they're starting Mason Rudolph this week.
1: Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll go with a Mason Rudolph legacy game. I got the Steelers.
0: <laughs> you you uh, hold on, wait. I might have a typo here. Bengals at Steelers might be might be wrong. Um, even if it's in Cincinnati, I like the idea of Mike Tomlin against a younger TV. Oh, bills at Chargers. I wrote bills at Steelers and then Bengals at Steelers uh, bills at Chargers. I'm going to do something I haven't done in a long time. I'm going to bet against an interim head coach. I'm going to take the Buffalo bills to win this game.
1: And Justin Herbert, if you. He- yeah, I, no, He's I done can't. For He's done for the year. I, I got to take the fills too. I'm trying to make up ground here any way I can with some of these picks, but sometimes I just got side with you, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I don't like the Chargers uh, right now. Commanders at Jets. I'm just out on Jets. Like, I think their season is over. Locker room loss.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Commanders, yeah, I could, I could see it. I'll go with the Commanders.
0: Lions going into Minnesota. I'm going to roll Lions. I think they turned to Leaf, had their best game of the year. Best game as of late last week against Denver.
1: Yeah, they, they got to keep playing this way for the playoffs. Uh, I'm going with the Lions, too.
0: Uh, Browns at Texans. I don't know the deal with C.J. Stroud. He's kind of day-to-day. Uh, Texans just got a huge win. Browns are also rolling with Flacco. Toss-up here.
1: I'm going to go with the Browns just because I, I... – I just feel like Texans are going to taper out. They're a team that I think overperformed initially, and they might kind of cool off at the end of the season.
0: I will go Browns on defense alone, and if it's yeah. not CJ Stroud without Tank Dell, and maybe not even Nico Collins has not looked great, and Tank Dell's for sure out. Nico's questionable. CJ Stroud's questionable. I'll go Browns on the defense alone and the running game that the Texans don't have. Uh, Packers Panthers. Rolling with uh, Bryce Young and the boys and with the Packers. Uh, Seahawks Titans. (laughs) (laughs) There is no way I am changing the strategy after uh, this far. Uh, Seahawks. No, no, we got to roll with it, man. Seahawks. Yeah, I I got Seattle. Levis got hurt at the end of that game, right? I'm going to roll Seattle. Um, Don't quote. He did get hurt, right?
1: He he might still be playing, though. I don't really know.
0: Seattle, big win. I think they'll play the rest game of the year. They should be confident. They're, they're, they're on the playoff fight. Uh, Colts at Falcons. Colts, not even like twice. I'm so far out of the Falcons.
1: I'll take the Falcons. Uh, this one Falcons. Upset. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably regret that. This is why I got, you know, a well seasoned down here.
0: Uh, Jaguars at Bucks. I guess I'll let you go first here because I'm convicted on my pick, but go ahead. I'll take the Bucks. I'm taking the Jaguars. I think they have a bounce-back performance here and kind of, like, reestablish themselves. Um, the, the defense, especially. Uh, Cowboys at Dolphins.
1: Dolphins. If Tyreek doesn't play, it would be
0: interesting. But I'm yeah. going to go Cowboys here based on the Dolphins being banged up. And the Cowboys coming off of a loss and now being on they're undefeated on grass this year, uh, and it's a warm weather state.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Uh, Cardinals at Bears. I'm gonna roll Bears. That's a hot take, but I got two unpickables. I'm gonna take the Bears. They've been. This feels like a Justin Fields free win.
1: Yeah, they've been kind of on the edge of getting a win lately. So I'll I'll go with the Bears as well. I might be bad about this one though.
0: Ah. I really want to do that. Actually, I forgot. Kyler's actually not been
1: bad. Uh,
0: Feel free, man. Two in Cardinals, I believe. Maybe three. Take the Cardinals. Sorry, I'll give you a chance to change it, but I'm I'm gonna roll Cardinals. I I I don't like reversing what I said because I feel like I cheat you because you're basically
1: no man. I I got the Bears. I was not going to the Cardinals. (laughs) I don't feel it this week.
0: I can't believe I'm saying this but I'm gonna take the Broncos over the Patriots. It's home game and I just Patriots, man. How far they have fallen.
1: Yeah, I get the Broncos too. That team is oof.
0: And this will be the this will be oh. by the way. Th- this will be the game the Patriots win because the, of course pick, because yeah. we picked the Broncos. Uh Raiders at Five. Chiefs, uh Chiefs they're still the Chiefs, man. I, mean, I don't care. Yeah, it's panic all like full on panic
1: if the Chiefs lose this.
0: Uh, Eagles, Sunday Night Football, home against the Giants. I think the pass rush wakes up with new Matt Patricia. Uh, They were a little bit better last night, and I think that Tommy DeVito is running for his life. Yep, I I concur. Uh, Ravens at 49ers on Monday Night Football. This is like one of the best games we've had cooked up all year. Uh, I'm going to roll with the 49ers. I think they're a more complete team right now, running the ball and playing defense. And I think the Ravens are legit and uh, could very much win this game, but I'm just going to go with the home team.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Niners too. Ravens are legit. I just think it'd be interesting if it starts to kind of crowd up the AFC standings.
0: That would be that would be very interesting. Um, all right. We originally had another, uh, another segment here, but we're kind of out of time. We've kind of pushed the light push the limits a little bit we'll get to uh dead or alive wildcard discussions next week which might even be better because we'll have another week of predictions and data to base it off of especially as we get uh you know we're three weeks away from the wildcard so we four weeks today, three weeks but um thanks again for listening guys as always be sure to check us out on youtube and twitter and tiktok and uh we'll be back next monday with our reactions and predictions for week 17 and week 16.
1: take care